Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. How's your week going? My week is amazing. I am still on vacation and it's been so awesome. I told my husband, I'm like, this has been so peaceful. I really don't want it to end. And that's a big deal because my husband and I didn't always vacation well together. Like I would feel as though we were the only couple on vacation who was arguing. And um, because early on in our marriage, we had taken some vacations and I think the expectations were super high. And I used to want so much to have these perfect moments. And I think now that we've been together 12 years, I'm learning a lot about how to make happiness an inside job, how to be compassionate to him, how to connect in a way that really works for both of us. I think that because of my background with my own family and my issues with my parents and their divorce and their unhappy marriage, sometimes I hold my marriage under a microscope too often. And I'm like looking for, you know, is this perfect? Is this right? Are we going to wind up like that? And for the first few years of our marriage, when we would go on a vacation, it would just sort of like put these stakes so high. And anyway, we we didn't vacation for a while. And life started to get busier and busier. We had one, two, three kids. I started working more and more. And then um, I think we've both been hesitant to go on a vacation like, ah, but I have to say my husband has been so great. And we started out in Florida. Uh, now we're in Atlanta, but we spent a week in Florida. The very first day, he was a little stressed out, some logistics and flying. And, you know, it's the first day is a lot of travel. Um, but once we got into day two, we really found our rhythm. And I feel like we really bonded through this trip, not only because it's been nice to have some quiet time, but because we did go through some really intense family stuff with my family when we were in Florida. And I think that that stuff just makes you stronger. Just like Mark Manson said on the episode, remember he talked about how there's people who you go through stuff with and it just deepens the connection. And I feel like traveling and also going through some of the stuff we went through last week and just all the things that happen over 12 years, it just deepens it. So it's been really nice. And we got to Atlanta two days ago and I like it here. And I know some of you live here and are probably like, Kath, why didn't you tell me that you're in Atlanta? We are going to do more events and I would love to come back here and really plan it out. And I was so tempted to actually do something while we were here, but I felt like I probably should just really make space to have a vacation and not work because it's so easy for me to work because I love you guys so much and I love the work so much. But I felt like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. But I do really want to come back to the city. And I'm also considering moving. And I've talked about this before and I kind of let it go for a while. But I'm open to other adventures and other possibilities of where to raise the kids. And so what do you guys think? And where do you live? Do you live in this like awesome city that I have to check out? If you do, DM me on Instagram and let me know. I'd love to hear about it. So there's other juicy stuff that I want to tell you. So I mentioned on the last episode that my book is really in the end stages. And um, they sent me a galley, which is the first bound copy I had read cover to cover and it was awesome to get it, but then I was overthinking it a lot. And they said, you know, you could make some last minute changes if you want, but don't go crazy because it's really, it's the end of the road in terms of editing. You you have to get all the changes in. But I did have a few days. And what's interesting is that when I first wrote the book, I told certain parts of my story. 
And then as we rewrote things and we were editing, I was worried like, oh, I don't know if I should tell this story because I don't, I don't want to hurt my mom's feelings or I don't know if I should share my childhood as honest as it was because I want to protect my dad from being hurt. And it's interesting because we went to Florida last week and unfortunately, um, the reason my dad and I have had such a difficult relationship is because it has not been smooth and there was a lot that was lacking and I haven't really been very vocal about it, but my childhood was really intense. And yes, there were some good things, but I was terrified of my dad growing up. He was so angry and sometimes he would like put his hand through the wall and my sister and I wanted to run away so badly sometimes. And my mom was so depressed. She had been a person who was always really talented and being a child of the fifties, she wasn't told, you know, like grow up and do what you want. She was told you can either have kids or you can have your dream. It's one or the other. And she decided that she wanted to have kids So she did. And she really kept all this talent inside of her. And I saw how much she struggled, not only with feeling that she wasn't fulfilled and sharing her gift because she's so talented, but she was also really struggling because her marriage was really not great. And it's not that she didn't have anything that she could have done better. I'm sure there's a million things, but my dad had a really difficult childhood. He was really abused as a kid. And in their marriage, so much of that came out. And it's difficult. It's difficult. I used to feel like we were dancing around his anger um, all the time and that I would always take care of my parents' feelings. And I was my parents' therapist since I was like five years old. And on one level, I felt like, oh, I'm getting praise for being this like smart kid. And another level, I felt really exploited and really invisible. And when I was writing the book, there were certain parts that I wrote right away, just instinctively, just in the first chapter where I tell my story, I shared certain things and then I had taken it out. And last week we went back to Florida and some really unfortunate, yucky things happened that are very sort of typical in my family and the way that um, my relationship is with my dad, which is a reminder of why our relationship has been so strained for so long. And it was sad that it happened, but it is Passover and Passover is all about freedom. And I felt like in a way it was a blessing because when people show you their true colors in a way that could be a gift, right? It could free you in some way to make new choices and set different expectations and just really understand what's there. But what also happened is here I was with these last remaining days. And so I decided to put back in this piece about my childhood that I had taken out And I thought, you know what? I'm going to be 40 years old. It's my truth. It's my life. And I want to tell my story and I'm going to tell it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say anything that's not true, but I'm going to tell the truth. And the story I told was about how when I was 15, my mom was so depressed. My dad had left and he left for another woman. It was really a dark time. And my mom had a complete breakdown and she was suicidal and I was going to high school and trying to deal with that. And it was very, very difficult. And I remember one night coming home and she was sitting in the dark with like a knife in her hand. And I sat with her and tried everything I could. And it was very scary. And I was 15 and I didn't even have a driver's license. I had a learner's permit. I got in my mom's car and I drove to where my dad was staying with this woman. And I knocked on the door and I said, you have to help me. I don't know what to do. And he said, it is 930. You cannot come here after nine o'clock. Her, his girlfriend, he's like, her kids are sleeping. 
and he shut the door. And you guys, I had put that in the story of my childhood and I, I had taken it out of the book. I put it back in. I want to tell you what happened next is I got back in the car that night. I drove back to where I was living with my mom in this little apartment and we live in Florida and we were where I was driving back was this like one lane road like next to a canal on either side and I really considered swerving into the canal and I somehow made it home thank god and I remember walking into the house and my sister called and she said wow you don't sound good you sound like you're numb and I said I don't think I can do this anymore like I've seen what it's like to be happy I get what it's like and I don't know if life is worth it. Like this is just too much. You know, think about I was 15. My dad was gone. My mom was suicidal. I was on my own. My sister was away in New York at school. I didn't have any practice. Like there was no meditation. I didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't have anything to kind of help me. I felt like there was no point. I I felt like people just grew up to be miserable, unhappy, unfulfilled, And then nobody's really there for you. And I felt really invisible. And my sister said, look, you jump, I jump. I'm going to stay with you all night on the phone. And she flew down the next day because that's what sisters do. And that's what you do when you love someone. And I somehow put one foot in front of the other and I got through the next two years of high school, but barely. And I had taken that part out of the book, you guys. And we went to Florida last week and here I was staring at the pages and I had three days And we had this horrible thing happen with my dad in Florida where things were just really ugly, really unpleasant. And I'm thinking about if I should share that with you, what happened. But suffice it to say, I realized that I wanted to put that back in the book because it is so important. It actually gives the rest of the book so much meaning because so much of what I went through as a kid is absolutely why I show up here week after week and care that you don't feel invisible and care that you feel seen and care that you, like Amber Ray says so beautifully, don't die with your gift still inside of you. Because I know what it's like to feel invisible. And I also watched my mom feel so trapped where she had so many gifts inside of her, but they were just sitting dormant and she wasn't expressing herself. And I look back and I see that everything was a gift. And All of those difficult things led me to exactly where I am right now. I would not be who I am right now if it wasn't for all that. So in a way, it is all good. But I added all the stuff back in the book. And then the rest of the book, I'm so proud of it. Do you guys know that you have less than a week to pre-order the book in order to get all the bonuses? If you pre-order the book before May 1st, you basically get $8,500 worth of bonuses for the price of the book. So it's going to cost you $20 or so to get a book and then you're going to get six weeks of coaching. You're going to get entered into a raffle for one-on-one coaching session. You're going to get entered into a raffle for a gift card. And then I'll be choosing five people every month between now and the time the book comes out to send you a handwritten note, an advanced copy of the book, and a package of some of my favorite things. But that's six weeks of coaching plus we extended the deadline for those three masterclasses I'm doing and you get to choose one of those three masterclasses. One will be on how to create a successful podcast. One will be on how to create a successful online course. And the other one will be on what are the three essential steps to turning your passion into a profit. So much there. Six weeks of coaching calls and all of the rest 
$8,500 worth of value. You got to get in on this. I want you to go ahead, pre-order the book before May 1st. You can go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book, and there you'll find links to order it however you want it. Barnes & Noble, Amazon, hardcover, audio version, whatever it is. And then um, if you scroll down at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book, you'll find a way to enter your information to get in on all the bonuses. Do that before May 1st so that you can get all of that there. So speaking of coaching, today's episode is another piece of a recent coaching call that I did. So you're going to hear today, I chat with Brienne, who was struggling because she has this big picture vision, but she gets overwhelmed and feels like she's thousands of miles away from getting herself to that place. So we're getting it into what's holding her back from just taking that next step. And then you'll hear from Sydney, who went full time with her porcelain business and has this gorgeous Instagram account, but she feels like she needs to level it up if she wants to make it a financially viable business. And I gave her some tips on what she can do with her social media to make it even stronger and more connected with the people who would really appreciate what she has to offer. So we're going to cover some really cool stuff. We're going to dive into that now. But this episode today is sponsored by my book. So if you want to support me, if you want to have a book that's going to give you some incredibly inspirational tools, buy this book, get one for a friend. If you buy one for a friend, you can also use it to get them into all these bonuses. So as many copies as you get, if you want to give one to a friend who you believe in, if you want to give one to a family member, you can also send us their information and we can get them in on the bonuses as well. So order these copies before May 1st because then you'll get all this good stuff. All right, let's dive into a piece of this coaching session and you'll get a sense of what these six weeks of coaching calls are going to be like that you will get as a bonus when you pre-order the book before May 1st. Okay, Brianna, your hand has been up. You've been itching. What's up? So basically, I just have all kinds of difficulties just starting things because I have like all kinds of, you know, self-doubt and worry about other what other people will think and right. worry if I'm making the right move because I'm worried that in, you know, 10 years, it's going to be the wrong decision and I should have gone this way instead of that way. And so it's just a lot of that and a lot of having like all kinds of things that I want to do and interests and things that I love. And I, I just don't know what to do. So right now I have a virtual assistant business, which is transforming into a content creation, copywriting business, which is also still not what I really want to do, <laughs> but it's like what I'm doing now. So like what's calling me is like, I want to eventually like transform that into uh, more hosting, podcasting, YouTube, Instagram, influencer, TV show, like lifestyle brand, like big, like giant goals. But I have no idea like what to do right now. Like okay. the 10 the year, 20 year goal is like itching in my soul, but I cannot make steps toward. Like, I toward love going. it. I love <laughs> it. I'm going to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. Um, and at first you're going to go, no. And then you're going to go, oh yeah. <laughs> When we say, I don't know what to do, or I just don't know, it's a limiting belief. Yeah. Just so you know. Mm. When we go, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know. Mm. That is just resistance. I have so much of that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not alone. You're not alone. And I don't want to be cavalier about it. I get it. I don't have to even know the specifics to know that there have been things in your life that have happened that went in so deeply and it created a coding. Like if you're creating software and you program something mm -hmm. and it just kind of goes to like 
I'm not enough or I'll make a mistake or I'll look and like, I don't need to know how it got there, but I want to honor that it's there. And I know that there's pain there and I'm sorry. And I get it. I've been through my own crap and it's amazing how we were all once these like six-year-old kids who just like threw our arms up in the air and like our shoulders back and then things happen and you forget how to just be free and we have to unlearn that. But the good news is we can change it. And the most amazing thing is once we're aware of it, it starts to change, not like slowly like this, but like, like much faster. Mm -hmm. And what we learned just through the last several decades of research is that if we continue to get into action, we will get there so fast. So not only does clarity follow action, which I say all the time, but confidence mm -hmm. follows action. And mm -hmm. momentum sprouts so quickly, so fast. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, it is literally, you are like two millimeters away from having the flip side of that, which is I know exactly what to do just by doing. Have you ever, you know, gone back and thought about the first time you were driving and you're like, it looked so easy watching my mom drive. And then I'm like, wait, when do I break? Wait. I remember the yep. first time I drove onto a street where there was flowing traffic and I was like, oh God. <laughs> so then I started screaming. <laughs> like the stop sign was fine driving down my residential block, but then I have to make the left and there's cars are going and I'm like, wait, you have to gauge when to go, when to stop. Someone's honking. And like you realize like you do it 15 times and then like, you're like, I'm good. I can take everyone out. I know what to do. And that is sort of just a muscle that develops just by doing it. It's the same way with every single thing that we've all ever done. What I would love to see you do is just start all those things. In fact, you're just reminding me because I just went to this thing I told you, Kate Northrup, who wrote a book called Do Less. So she had a book launch and on the panel was her and this woman, Janae Claiborne. Oh my God. She has 132,000 followers on mm. her Instagram. I had never heard of her, but mm. that's the beauty of how many people can be out there and there's enough room for everyone. And Janae, she does all the things. She has a YouTube channel. She's a blogger. She's an influencer. She's stunning. Look her up because she will so inspire you. She's yeah. all the things. She's like comfortable in her skin and sexy and sweet and has like this mm -hmm. so, such an like amazing vibe. You can watch her YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. Her handle is Sweet Potato Soul because she does mm -hmm. vegan cooking and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and she told her whole story about she just didn't know and she didn't know and then she just started and started and started. Mm -hmm. And another good example, which is recent, when I had that woman on who started her podcast, Marriage and Martinis, I had her on the mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. And she was a listener to my podcast and was like, that's it. I'm going to start my own show. And she started a show. She now has over 100,000 followers on her Instagram. She started nine months ago. Like, I get it if you tell me you started in 2004, but you started nine months ago and you have 100,000 followers and she doesn't have any market. She's like, I don't know what happened. I'm like, teach me. What are you doing? Um, and she has 350,000 downloads of her podcast. What? And guess what? She says, if you go back and listen to the interview, it was last Thursday. Mm -hmm. She's like, you know, I was listening to your show and I thought, 
my biggest issue is I'm afraid I'm not going to know what to do. I'm going to make mistakes. Also, they have three kids. They didn't have enough money for childcare. She had to do it in the living room with the kids like screaming and banging things and doors slamming. And she's like, forget it. And then her husband's like, it's never going to be the right time. We don't have the money for the childcare. You're not going to have a quiet downtime day. Oh, also the reason they had to do it in the evening is because it's called marriage and martinis. And she wanted to talk to him and he has a full-time job and they could only do it in the evening and all this stuff. And she said her biggest reason for being successful is that she had no idea how she would be able to do it. She had no idea even the technology, let alone how to get good content, let alone how to even make it quiet in the house. And she said, your podcast inspired me to do it messy and just to start. And then I started and then I kind of just kept figuring it out. And I'm like, kept figuring it out. It's been nine months. That's like five minutes. Like it's just incredible, you know, like how long it's been. Um, and you know why her podcast is working? A, because she was willing to not be perfect. And B, because she got rid of the shame because her podcast talks very openly and frankly about their marriage and how difficult it is. And like, he's an alcoholic and he's working on trying to be in recovery from that. And they've had like really hard times in their marriage. And she's like, look, I'm not perfect either. Like, and that she's like, and he's also a good guy. Like I've been with him for 20 years. Like we have three kids. It's not black or white. And she just tells the truth about being just a normal mom, like just a normal person, just trying to get through this very difficult thing called life. And, um, people resonated with her. She said that people actually wrote in and said, we love that there's a door slamming. We love that you tell the truth. We love that you didn't have it figured out. I think that we forget that like, again, that empathy and vulnerability is like, it's an elixir. So you can actually use it as a strength. So you don't know the next nine things to do, but you know the next thing to do, which is to figure out one thing that you want to say today. In fact, I would challenge you. I'd give yourself a challenge. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to go live on Facebook every yeah. day, for 12 days, <laughs> and I'm not going to be perfect. And I'm just going to go live. And as long as I'm on for three minutes, I'll call it a good day and I'll get off, but I'm going to mm -hmm. do it. Or I'm going to go on Instagram and I'm going to do a post every day and say something real, even if I don't have a perfect picture, or I'm going to put up my podcast and just record eight episodes and put them all out no matter what. But that's what to do. And then from there, it's actually not that complicated. Like the complicated part is having the self-esteem to be consistent and keep doing stuff that's not perfect. Because Yes, I can, I can give you some strategies, but once we do that, I just got to keep her accountable. Like the thing that coaches Brianna, do, if you want a 30 yeah. day challenge, buddy, to you do, wanna this, do it with her, I will, I, oh, I need to just do video, do voice, whatever it is, and just get out there. I seriously like will be your challenge, buddy. If you wanted to do that for 30 days, just like a minute of recording, okay. whatever. Done. <laughs> Look at that. That's awesome. I mean, this is the thing that everybody really needs. It's like, it is helpful when someone can be a sounding board, someone who's done it and can give you some strategies. And that's, that's a piece of what we're doing, which is cool because you can start getting some new ideas. But the biggest thing is for me to help you find the strength and the confidence and to reroute the limiting beliefs and then keep you, keep you accountable to just taking those next steps. And I would love to see the two of you do that. Can you do that? Can you agree to that in front of all of us? Yes, and now, now that public accountability, many other people have. <laughs> now I have to do it, <laughs> and that's like the that's like the main thing. Like just starting, I think, is the hardest part because there are so many limiting beliefs, like living up here. You know, as far as like shame and self doubt, and you know, yep. worry that you know there's 
you know, I know you always talk about how there's always room, but I am convinced that there is not enough room. I am like huh. convinced. <laughs> what is that, everybody? That's a limiting belief. So we got to turn that around. Yeah. We got to turn that around. And just remember that there's all different kinds of devices that pick up all different frequencies. And that's how it is with people. Like there's going to be some people who they are an MP3 player and they won't get you. And there's some people who are radio and you're tuned to like FM and they, you get each other. And there's just, that's why there's certain people you're like, you're my people. I want to follow you on Instagram. Other people you're like, not so much. That's why there's plenty of room because there's all different kinds of people and the way that we relate to things. And there's so many of us and there's so much room. I mean, how many people do you follow on social media? Not three. You follow like mm-hmm. 40 or a hundred or, and, mm-hmm. and it's all good. People have like, their three Netflix shows and then they got the shows they watch on Hulu and then they've got like their other activities. Like there's tons of room for you to show up in someone's life. Okay. Last one before we go, let's see if we can do one more. Saw your hand go up. Sydney. Sydney. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Where are you? So um, my name's Sydney. I'm from Kansas city. I'm a porcelain jewelry artist. Um, I just turned 27 and I've been running my own business for five years. And last fall, um, I also left a day job that I was doing for five years alongside my porcelain jewelry business. So things have been pretty good, but I did just deal with taxes and it kind of brought me down because I wasn't expecting to get hit as hard as I was, but I'm just excited to be here and, um, Something that I'm trying to boost up with my business is wholesale. Um, so what that means, if some of you don't know, is reaching out to like stores, um, in my case, museum gift shops and places like that. And then I would sell a product to them and then they would resell it. The other option is to do like art shows and craft fairs and things like that. But I guess I don't have a specific thing going on right now, except the, the tax thing kind of brought me down and made me feel for a second like I was an imposter a little bit. But then I realized, you know what? I've got all these other things going for me. Yeah. So. You're so sweet. Um, first of all, I can totally relate to the taxes thing. But um, a couple things. One is a friend of mine who's really smart suggested, she was like, next year, spend more money on your business, right? Like it's a write-off at this point. Like you should be spending way more than on your business because that will cut some of those taxes. Um, And I was like, yeah, duh. Uh, But another thing, aside from all of that, because I'm not an accountant, I'm not a CPA, what are you doing to explode this business right now? What, what steps are you taking? I know that you said you're going to call some gift shops and you make things and they can resell them. How are you painting the town red so that people start to know Sydney does this porcelain jewelry? Like, how are you getting it out there sure. that you do this? So I've been pretty consistent with social media um, platforms like Facebook and Instagram. Um, I think a big part is figuring out the content, which I mentioned earlier. What's um, your Instagram? What's your Instagram? So it's at Sydney underscore Ross, but Sydney is spelled to C, uh, C-Y-D-N-E-Y underscore Ross, my last name. So I've been pretty consistent with posting. I fell off the map a little bit in March because I got married um, to my partner of seven years, which is awesome. But you know, gorgeous. You guys got to check out her Instagram. Oh my I'll God. I'll post it in the chat so y'all can get, see what, what that is. Um, uh, this is stunning. But you know, the hardest part is cold calling 
and I really don't want to depend on doing art fairs because it's so, um, oh my God, your work is amazing. Your work is amazing. Your work <laughs> is amazing. It's yeah. I'm, I'm like floored by how gorgeous this is. Well, so I started doing it, um, when I graduated college, I wanted to make jewelry for myself and my mom because, you know, too poor as a recent college grad. And then people just started asking where they could buy it. And that's how my business started. Um, and again, I'm going on my fifth year running my business, but this is my first year as a full-time small business owner. What's the name of your business? It's Sydney Ross Porcelain Accessories. And so I was thinking about changing my handle to that, but I felt like it was maybe too lengthy. Um, so right now it's just my name. So, you know what? The only thing that I see that's missing, cause this is so good. I mean, the work is gorgeous. The photos are gorgeous. The layout makes sense. You obviously get like color. You're a great designer. Like the whole page is easy to look at. It's mm -hmm. awesome. There's two things missing and maybe you're open to doing this. Maybe you're not. Um, there's a story that's missing mm -hmm. about the jewelry. What's yeah. the story? When you're talking about branding, let me just tell you this for everyone who's listening. Seth Godin, who I adore, he said that we don't need to do marketing anymore because it doesn't work and we really should stop doing marketing. But he's famous for teaching people how to do marketing. So what he said is what really good marketing is today is telling a really good story and people want to retell it. And it's storytelling. Mm -hmm. So if you think about the story that you're telling and telling it over and over again and telling it in different ways, that's your job as a marketer. A marketer's job is to have influence over somebody else. In fact, being a parent means you have to be a marketer. Like I got to market zucchini to my kids. I got to market different. I got to market going to sleep early to my kids. So what do we do? We tell stories, right? We talk about vegetables and how I tell them that there's good guys and bad guys in our bodies and we need to help the good guys fight the bad guys. And in order to do that, we got to eat vegetables and they have this whole story. That's a narrative. And then they eat those vegetables. It's easier for me to get them to eat. And we also have a whole thing with bedtime when I have to market going to bed and we talk about energy and how the next day I paint a picture of all the fun things that we're going to do and how I want them to be able to do that. And we talk, we, we tell stories about that. And then we talk about all the things that go to sleep, you know, all the things that go to sleep in the world that need time to sleep. And we talk about what that's like. And so that helps them go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So we're all marketing all the time in order to have influence over people. It's basic psychology. So for all of you listening to this right now, when you're thinking about your brand, I want you to think of the story that you're telling. Mm -hmm. Is the story you're telling about, I'm making this up, obviously. Is the story you're telling about female empowerment? Is the story you're telling about spirituality? Is the story you're telling about self-development? What is the story you're telling? And then you weave that into your captions and into the name of the brand and into all of the ways that you are front facing the, the copy that's on your site and all of that. Um, Bobby Brown and her makeup was all about ex helping women celebrate their own natural beauty. You know, she says, I would never cover up freckles. I would only use a highlighter to highlight someone's freckles. If somebody has um, a certain color lip, I will just take that same color. She was the first person to make lipstick that was the same color as lips. 
people were making like really bold lip colors. And she's like, why would we not just make the exact lip color darker so that from across the room, somebody's natural beauty just pops. So that was why people, my, I remember my stepmom saying, cause she's from New York that New Yorkers loved Bobby Brown and people in LA loved everything else that New York was like the real and LA was like the blue eyeshadow. And she, she remembers in the 80s where like Bobby Brown was like the woman that everyone wanted to be like and everyone on the West Coast was doing something completely different. I think that's really interesting. So like Mac and Bobby Brown are like opposite. But Mac turns that around and says, this is about being someone you want to be that you're afraid to be and you can be it now. You can play. You can like dress up. You, they turn it into a good thing also, right? So I would love to see you because your work is phenomenal and if I knew that when I was buying that, the vibe, I was actually buying a vibe, right? Because that's what we're paying right. for. It's like this high vibe that like has different energy. So mm-hmm. I want you to tell me what that vibe is. Mm-hmm. So that I, when I go to have that jewelry, I walk around with that vibe. Yeah. One idea I kind of had for that was, um, so I studied ceramic sculpture. So I'm Um, trained as a sculptor, but I kind of wanted to make art a little more accessible and in turn made it into kind of wearable art. So more people could have that access to it because not everybody can either afford or have space for like a sculpture or something like that. Um, So that was kind of one idea I had in terms of like a story behind what I'm doing because that's part of why I started it besides just making jewelry for myself and for my mother. So Um, that's there's, that's fine, but I want to give you some more specific things for all of you to think about, whether it's your podcast or your jewelry or your business or your yoga studio. When I tell you to think of your story, mm-hmm. I want you to make sure that your story includes how you want people to feel. Do you want them to feel free, empowered, creative, curious, heard, seen, silly, playful, That's the brand. That's the vibe. When I say high vibe, I mean, how are you telling a story that then communicates a feeling and then you want somebody to feel that? So I can tell you right now, looking at this, this jewelry is unique. It's well curated. It feels special. It doesn't feel like something you can find a knockoff at Target. It feels like there's a place in LA called Topanga Canyon where a lot of like writers and artists live up in the hills and people there have like organic food and you'll see a woman in Birkenstocks like go into the market and she's of course using her own reusable bag and she would wear like a piece of jewelry like this. Like it's got like a earthiness to it. There's a real caring about things in it. Um, And I'm just making this up based on what I see. And it's also got artistic to it. So I feel like artists would appreciate it because it's, it's got a lot of design in it. And so I see it for people who want the feeling of, I'm not following Kim Kardashian. I'm an artist. I'm unique. I'm an individual. I have something to say. I write books. I make ceramics. I'm a painter and I want to honor other artists. And I would be weaving that through. And then when I look at your captions, what I want you to know is, what you've already done with 2,400 followers and like 11 comments on photos, that speaks volumes to just the quality of the work. If you were to add this story in to when you post things and get 
a really good designer who you love, or if you already have one, to start making Insta stories where you just keep sharing this message of like, be an artist, curate things, make your own art, wear this jewelry. And like, you just keep telling the story. Like I was a potter. I love ceramics, but I wanted something that everyone could hold with them. And not everybody wants to carry my pots around. (laughs) But then I would talk about the clay and I would talk about your trip to Sedona when you fell in love with clay or wherever that was for you. And I would just keep weaving that story in and your sales will be like, boom. I like that. I appreciate that. Thank you. You guys, we got through so much today. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed that. And I really encourage anyone listening, go ahead and start your own 30 day challenge. Just post something real once a day, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or on YouTube why not? Like just challenge yourself, keep yourself accountable and get that rolling. You can even, if you'd like, post in our Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. We have almost 10,000 incredibly supportive, talented, special souls in there. And you can just come on in there and say, hey, I just listened to the latest episode and I'm going to keep myself accountable by joining this 30-day challenge. And you might find someone else in there who will do this with you and they'll be your accountability partner. This can really be such a game changer. So come on over and take advantage of this resource. Also, if you want to join coaching calls like this, I'm offering six weeks of these coaching calls as a bonus for pre-ordering my book before May 1st. So you just have a few more days. Go ahead and grab that. Make sure you use the link in the show notes or go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book to get your copy. Then you can sign up for the bonuses. And remember, there's a ton of bonuses there besides the coaching call. You can also sign up to get one of those free masterclasses, $8,500 worth of bonuses get in on this stuff. It is going to be awesome. Okay. Now let's celebrate your wins. Jessica posted in our Facebook group and said, last month I started pop-up DIY workshops to help people have an outlet to socialize while making something cute like yarn wall hangings, recycled bottles, succulent planters. When I launched my first two classes, no one signed up and I was totally bummed. Well, last night, my next scheduled event sold out and now has a waiting list. This was just the thing I needed to give me that extra burst of confidence and energy to keep going. Jessica, awesomeness. I'm so proud of you for not getting discouraged when those first classes didn't go as you expected. It just shows that sometimes you just have to keep going. You might get knocked down, but if you don't give up, you're bound to get further. You have to put yourself in there and sometimes try different approaches and you will find your people. Let us know, Jessica. Let us know how the workshop goes. It sounds like it's going to be awesome and people are going to have so much fun exploring their creativity and making beautiful things. Okay, next win is from Nicole. She says, my podcast episode this week was a double win. First, I was super duper excited about my guest, Jeff Goins. Yes! Secondly, it was the smoothest editing and production process I have been through since starting my podcast. I'm really proud of how this episode came out and of all the content shared in it. Okay, first of all, I love this because Nicole took my Everyone Can Podcast course, and it's been so inspiring to see her and all of the students in there launch their shows completely on their own. And Nicole has been such an incredible cheerleader for everyone throughout the course. So it fills me with so much joy to hear her making these wins. And this is extra cool because I love Jeff Goins. She met Jeff Goins at the Dreamtopia workshop, and it's not like she knew him beforehand. She doesn't have thousands of followers yet, but she had the courage to go up to him and say to him, hey, 
I host a podcast and it's about writing and I'd love to have you on the show. She just opened that door of the opportunity and he said, yeah. So you guys go ahead and check out her podcast. It's called Stop Writing Alone. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts and then go ahead and listen to that awesome episode with Jeff Goins because Jeff is one of my absolute favorite people. He's been so supportive of me, such a friend to the show and such a smart, awesome person. He wrote that book called Real Artists Don't Starve. And if you want, you can go back and listen to him on this podcast. It was such a good episode. Also, Nicole has an episode about the whole Dreamtopia experience. So if you weren't able to make it in person, you might want to listen to that. You'll get a recap of all the stuff that went down at the workshop and you'll get some great takeaways from the sessions with the amazing speakers. Nicole, I love you. You deserve all the great stuff coming your way. You were such a great addition to that podcasting course and it's been so great to get to know you. So happy for you and love what you're doing. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you're not already subscribed. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and share the show with a friend because you never know how this might inspire someone to pick up that thing that they love that they haven't been doing in a while. You have no idea what ripple effects this could have. So if you haven't already, please subscribe and share the show, any episode you like with a friend. Leave a review and a rating on iTunes because it helps us so much. You guys are the absolute best. I'm going to leave you with a song of mine. Don't forget you have less than a week to pre-order the book before May 1st to get in on $8,500 worth of bonuses, including six weeks of coaching calls and free masterclasses on podcasting and online courses and how to grow your business. So get in on this. Go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book. Get a copy. Get a copy for a friend. So excited to get these coaching calls rolling and to dive into these free masterclasses. So go pre-order that book before May 1st. Have an amazing weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. They say that home is where the heart is. So what am I to do? Won't you teach me how to trust this? Cause I gave my heart to you.
together.